Welcome to the Sixers Mania podcast. I'm your host, Will Coffin. Joining me as he usually does, creator of Sixers Mania, Justin Maltz. Maltz, how are you doing? I'm doing well. It feels uh, feels really good to be back. Also, I just thought of something. I'm pretty sure I say I'm doing well in almost every single podcast. I'll have to listen back, but just a fun tidbit there. Yeah, and it'll be great because you know what? Next time, if you have like a dog that dies or a family member that dies, we're going to do a podcast that night. So you can see I'm doing, I'm doing absolutely terrible. I'm doing horrendous. And I'm I, want, doing I want the world to know. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, doing doing great. Um, you know, Sixers off season per usual. It's the summer, so there's not much happening. Uh, you know, you got summer. Yeah, league there's been a lot since we've done a lot last podcast. Yes, though, yes. There's been why... news. Unfortunately, no actual Sixers action. I mean, of course, they have the summer Sixers, but let's be honest. It's, not, it's like watching WNBA out here. Okay, respectfully. Um, wow, but... wow. Um, taking a taking a shot right there. I think. Uh, I mean, we'll get into this. I, I want to do summer league towards the end because there's much more important stuff. In terms of guys that are going to play, uh, I had higher expectations for this team in before summer league, and but I think pretty much everyone has been below expectations for the most yeah, part, except yeah. like Paul Reed. But anyway, uh, like what my expectations were, I'm I'm not saying some people might have lower expectations for other guys. Anyway, yes, the big news. We'll just start. Uh, it's the most recent news. We're not going to go chronologically. We'll just go in terms of importance. But James Harden, who I just straight up just did not want in a trade as well as re-signing, took a $15 million pay cut, mm-hmm. which allowed us to bring in other guys that we'll get to later. I'm sure everyone knows by now. But nonetheless, I, the, the $15 million was significant. I don't remember seeing an NBA player do this. Like I know Brady has done this a lot. I guess Dirk has... And there's maybe some sketchy things with Mark Cuban, maybe giving him more money on the side. Yeah, uh, and that might be the thing with Michael Rubin. Who knows? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying there is anything, but it is crazy to me. Harden took as much of a discount as he did on a short short term deal. Like because I thought if he took a four year, if he took four years, 120 million total, uh, that's a discount, yeah. but you're still getting 120 million. But like, there's a chance Harden just hits the market next year, and nobody wants to give him a contract. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So I I thought it was a pretty big gamble on by Harden, and it's a good move for the Sixers. I think it's the best possible move. I'm of course not a Harden guy, but admittedly Harden at that salary, there's a lot of play. He, I mean, Tobias is still our highest paid player. <laughs> outrageous! All it's outrageous! Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, what are your what are your thoughts? No, I think it's I mean it's a great thing. I mean, it works out for both sides. Obviously, Harden, yes, he's getting less money, but once again, you get players that, and what I'm sure we'll mention, PJ Tucker, guys like that that he's played with before, has some chemistry, and you know, you're able to build a better team around Harden and Embiid. Um, it's huge. I mean, this is it's great for the city. Obviously, you know, it, it gives the fans some faith as well. I mean. You know, Harden taking a pay cut, that's something that most players wouldn't do. And I guess he understood, hey, my, I wasn't great in the playoffs. He knows where he is. And, of course, there's talks behind the scenes. I'm sure I'm sure Daryl Morey, you know, had some type of conversation with him. Like you said, I, I don't want to say there's any, you know, money laundering or whatever it may be <laughs> later. But, but you know. Harden's going to sign a $20 million deal with Fanatics to be an ambassador this year. Hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him, but no, it's a great move. I mean, there's, it's the best possible outcome. Like you said, I mean, there's, there's not much more I can ask for. I'm a James Harden supporter. Although yes, I admittedly, he has gotten worse every single season since. And, and he, Houston. you were higher on him before we got him, which 100%. admittedly everyone was, 100%. but you did come, I would say you, you said you're a Harden supporter, but I would say you, you were more towards my view towards the end. Yes. Oh, I've absolutely shifted. I, I, when Harden got in, here, in terms yes. of on, on the Sixers realm, because like there are still some Sixers fans that think he's awesome or like, thank God we got rid of Ben for him. Now, no, no, no. I mean, like, thing. listen, yeah, well, that's part of it, too, is the trade. I mean, I like Ben yeah. Simmons as well. I was I supported him, too. But to have Harden on a, on a cheaper deal, I think it's the right move. And yeah, of course, my support has gone down for him as, as he you know progressed. It, it would be hard in the for it to not go down. Yeah, like I'm someone uh, yeah. who, I obviously hate him, but even if you liked, like he was worse than my expectations were, and we, I'm somebody that hated him before. Yeah, we saw that last playoff game. It was it was just bad. I mean, it, the whole, we don't need the to whole playoff, Yeah, we don't need to go back to it. But we know what it was, and you know that's part of the reason maybe the pay cut happened. If he balled out in the playoffs, and let's say we lost in the conference finals, but he was put up great stats, he would probably have a max deal. I think that really would have happened. But uh, yeah, yeah, and, and I mean. I don't want to say small sample size because it was two rounds and we went pretty and, and his whole career has been bad in the playoffs. But I mean, if Embiid's healthy, maybe we make it another round and his, his it's Embiid's team flaws and, yeah. aren't as yeah. glaring. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to make excuses for the guys, but it is a great, it's a great deal. 
we he still took around four million dollars i think that's what we have in hard cap room five million dollars you guys made a post about it the other day uh both the creators of sixers mania there are maybe two allegedly that uh post up and i've said this about once eagles fans start following the sixers they don't know how the salary cap works in the nba which is fine but you're not wrong we don't we don't have like five million to spend the reason i think we did that is because of trades for instance if we wanted to trade it doesn't exactly work but if we wanted to trade thibel and cork that's like nine million right there we could probably get a player who makes 11 million where if we were hard capped we would not be able to do that yes. it would have to be it, it, like you obviously have to match them within a relative amount but if we had zero space left it would have to be the same or less yeah so that's yeah, why they yeah. took less i guess i should i'm just clarifying that for since your comments were suggesting uh we should sign miles bridges which first of all <laughs> second of all uh yeah is not taking the the veteran minimum not taking the minimum and probably won't be in the league but yeah i i yes i hear where you're coming from and there's a lot of fans that it's uh it can be complicated absolutely but yeah there's some fans that were just wanting every player there's also fans that don't want to give up maxi for kevin Durant, but that's a different conversation yeah i want to actually talk about that because i on the last podcast i did do this was prior to the last podcast i did was prior to any durant requesting out and then a few days later he requested a trade and I mentioned to the Sam the possibility of him coming to the Sixers. Yes. Uh, which I do think Sam was very, uh, I, I still think it's unlikely, but I said like 5% chance and Sam thought it was going to be even lower. I'm like, I don't know. I think 5% is pretty good. I think we're still, we still might be second or third in the odds to get him. I just think Miami doesn't have enough assets. They have that weird thing with, uh, they can't give him BAM if, unless they get Ben back. So it would have to involve multiple teams. I think it's going to be really long. My guess is Durant just stays with the Nets. But I do think it's notable. That's not me taking a victory lap or anything. But I just want to say, for the record, and me and you are in the same thing, you absolutely trade Tyrese Maxey. Uh, yes. <laughs> would you trade? And, and I would obviously do this, but I feel like people aren't discussing this, and it's not, it's not going to happen, which is why. Would you trade Harden and Maxey for him? Yeah. For me, that's an easy yes. Yes. Yeah, because I, I mean, think Harden yeah. might be washed and then Kevin Durant's like the second best player in the yeah, league. Yeah, I mean, I've, I I said it yesterday. I was talking to my dad about this, and I was like, I would trade everyone but Joel Embiid on the Sixers. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, re- realistically, yes. I mean, if you can get Kevin Durant paired with Joel Embiid, however you can do that with keeping, obviously, some players on the team, I mean, you have to. But, you know, if you can do that trade and, and acquire Kevin Durant, who's arguably the best player in the league, or one, two every season, yeah, yeah, you got to get that guy, so... Yeah. Absolutely. At the worst, he's like the fifth best player in the league. And yeah, Maxi will better. never Maxi's been improving incredibly, but he will never be a top five player in the league. Probably never be a top ten player. No, I don't I, even I, know if he becomes a top 20 or 30 player. Yeah, I think there's a potential that it can absolutely become a top 20, 30. I mean, I, I was yeah, like, absolutely yeah, his, our windows now and I agree. And I and I was talking yeah, I, I was know like, we agree, but I'm just saying this to you know. Yes, to the Sixers fans that wouldn't trade Maxi, absolutely, you have to make that trade. I think you trade him in a heartbeat for Kevin Durant. But I think his Maxi ceiling is like a Zach Levine level player. That's yeah. Like- I, I used to say before the draft, I thought he was like an unathletic Donovan Mitchell was the yeah. best comparison I have. Um, he's yeah. he's faster than Mitchell, but he's not as good vertically. I would say, yeah. but yeah. but I think that's actually pretty apt. He could become Donovan Mitchell, but you still got it. Once you pay Donovan Mitchell, like everyone would trade Donovan Mitchell for Kevin Durant. I believe. <laughs> yes. So, so yes. I don't know. Like if Maxi became Donovan Mitchell, which I still think is kind of the path he's on. Yeah, which is a really great path, and that's a yeah. great draft pick. And of course, yeah. yeah, great pick. Not definitely yeah, not discrediting pick. that. Yeah, but but never going to be Kevin Durant. But he's not, yeah, he's never going to reach that. They're guy. stars and they're superstars, and Maxi, I think, has the potential to be a star, not a superstar. Yeah, which Kevin I'm, yeah, is. I'm with you. Yeah. That this isn't to shit on Maxi. It's just that this is how good Kevin Durant Love is. Maxie. I wonder. I wonder what the package will be, but I still think he's going to be on the Nets because of that. Because I just can't imagine these teams are going to have to go up literally everything for Kevin Durant, and I don't know how you build a contender when you traded everybody for one player. When I was looking at uh, the Heat's package, I mean that, that possibly could be what it's Hero, maybe Robinson, Lowry, right? I mean that's, that's awful. Some of the, yeah, that's it. I mean honestly, I'd rather have D- a bad contract. Well, actually, uh, two bad contracts with Lowry and Duncan Robinson, and then, yeah, I, and then Tyler Hero, who you're. I'd about rather to have, have to pay a max. I'd rather have Tobias, Matisse, and Maxi than that than that package. Yeah, I would uh, the interesting one? Now he, we're depending on when I release this. I, I'll at least be tonight or yeah. tomorrow. This is I'm recording this on Monday night. Uh, depending on when I release this might have happened already, but there are rumors that the Pacers are going to get DeAndre Ayton a sign and trade. I do think Ayton, McHale, and picks would be interesting. I still would prefer our package because I'm all about getting the 
the best asset for Durant. For like, ass, I, I yes. quality over quantity. And to me, Mikhail and Aiden are nowhere near as valuable as Tyrese Maxey, especially to a team like the Nets. But they can't, yes. they can't tank because they gave all their picks away. I mean, they have a pick swap, I believe, for this year. So I think they could tank for one year if they wanted to. But yeah. uh, just tell Ben Simmons to sit out again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am. Won't be surprised if he missed time for some reason, some other injury, but yeah. You've seen him at Summer League, right? Like I seen him know. walking around. He should be playing out there. <laughs> he it is practice. just so I don't how he carries himself is just bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the first person to point this out. It's not something we've been saying all you all year, but like he acts like he's coming off of like a all NBA yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. He's cocky. He's <laughs> he's the definition of cocky. Ben Simmons picture pops up. Oh, he's cocky, and then he deactivates his Instagram every four days. Yeah, it makes n- no sense. Yeah, no, he's a uh, he's a weird dude, and that's why he's not on this team. Still great, but I don't know. We still have a lot. Of, have you seen B-Ball Paul? Guy's a guy's a very weird dude. Well, listen, anyway. B-Ball Paul is not the brightest, but he's out the mud, so we're good. Uh, yeah. Um. All right, the Harden pay cut allowed us to get PJ. Tucker. We briefly talked about, it, but it allowed us to get PJ Tucker and Daniel House, which mm-hmm. Philadelphia Rockets mm-hmm. assembling. Here. as we speak yeah the tucker won three years uh what is it 33 million roughly yeah, i know i know right. we're yep. going over, over right around there obviously you don't want to pay that for pj tucker mm-hmm. he's not worth that but he's not coming to your team unless you offer him that money and that length so the first two years or the first year i think he's going to be worth i think he will play uh, in terms of average annual value He'll play like an $11 million a year player. He's better than Danny Green, I would say, who was making the same. Yeah. You're getting a Danny Green level player, and he's for that. Yeah. Now he's going to be 39 and 40 Mm -hmm. on the other end, and there are not many players that play into their 40s in the league. Mm -hmm. I think he has a game that will translate. The defense will be tough, though, because he's already pretty slow, and if he slows down anymore, he might just be getting cooked on defense, and it could look like Mike Scott. But he's much better than Mike Scott. Yeah, yeah. So what are your thoughts on him? He is. That's actually a, a, Mike Scott. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of a Mike Scott. The very similar role, obviously. Better similar shooter. role. PJ is a better defender. Better, better shooter, better defender. Corner shooter. Yes, corners knockdown. But yeah, I and mean. Better IQ. Better better at a lot of things. He's a better version of Mike Scott, essentially. Yeah, I, I would hate to say, like, I, I hate to bring out like the uh, locker room guy, but he definitely helps. And then just on the court toughness, I mean, something that we miss, rebounding, yeah. just the physicality. And anytime you have. can take away a guy from the heat, which everyone's been flocking away from the heat, and then I can make fun of the heat culture. Got to do it. Goes great. Yes, now, continue on. Now, of course, he'll uh, gain 30 pounds because they don't have their strict system in Philly like they do in Miami, where you have to be below like 10% body fat. Fascist culture, yeah. <laughs> Led by Eric Spolstra. Um, But no, I think it's a, if it's a great signing. You have to do it, like you said. Yeah, that third year is going to be rough. Even in the second year, you don't know. Even, but- even that third year, though, it's probably tradable. Now, Grant, I don't know what we'd have to attach to that. Um, yeah, we're we anything to attach. That's that's so far in advance. Embiid's going to be thirty, like two, when that yeah, happens. Yeah, so. which is like you know, hopefully Embiid's still, of course, <laughs> we, playing. We might not even be good, but yeah, we might we might suck. We might be the same. We might be worse. You don't know, but yeah. it's a signing that had to happen. Um, it's a that's the type of guy that we need on the team. Obviously, we saw the holes in the playoffs. I mean, that's what you were missing. You're missing rebounding. Uh, and Embiid did mention him by name, and you do want to keep Embiid happy because this seems like we're in a we're not in as good of a situation as we were years ago. And you don't want to. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of yeah, you're running out of assets. I mean, you're not the same level of team that you were. Now, obviously, you have you have a lot of talented players, and this team, as constructed, I believe it's good enough to win a championship. It's right on that door. Um, I would so, agree. So we'll see. But you know, they got some pieces this offseason. Thank you, James Harden, for taking a pay cut because we would have been stuck. Yeah, I don't want to be you know sucking up to James Harden because of uh, yeah. I still think he still might be overpaid if you just look at the output that he's going to give you like 30 million might be an overpayment I'd still it might rather be, have Halliburton but... and I'd still rather oh, have a yeah. few guys though I will say the part of the calculus on why I wanted Halliburton at the time instead of him and I didn't even necessarily want Halliburton it was just I hated James Harden part of the calculus was I thought he was going to become the worst contract in the league the following year I thought it was going to be a Tobias Harris situation where the yes. team caves and just gives him a max deal well, luckily, because Daryl has a love fest with him, uh, but we didn't. And yep. right, and where it stands, it's it's fine. I'm still not thrilled with it, but we are relatively championship contenders, I would say. The propaganda that Shams is talking about of how Harden's <laughs> practicing earlier than usual, like you're an NBA player, man. Every like he was saying, he's practicing even earlier than other NBA players. Like, yeah, I'm sure, but like the true greats are 
getting better all year round. Like, you yeah, know, I don't want to hear that. Even Maxi, like a day after the season ended, was not to say Maxi's an all time great, but Maxi, day after the season ended, it's working out. Don't give me Harden. Yeah, he started his regime a few a few months earlier. Like, no. Well, he, yeah, because he should be, and he's been fat in every season he's played, and maybe he should show up in shape when you play basketball for a living. That's just a thought. Yes. Yeah. No. Maxi. Max. Speaking of Maxi, Maxi puts in the work. There. There's one guy that, like, you know, you just know you got a good dude, like him, Tyrese Maxi. You really do. Like, yeah. that's that's a guy that works hard, always smile on his face. James Harden, on the other hand, you never know. Obviously, yeah, you always see the off season videos here and there. It's like it doesn't matter. It, they don't matter. Like yeah. you said, it, get get me to the season. We're, and we're there's all, there's always been an argument. Just going to the Maxi thing. There's always been the argument that the Sixers don't develop players well, and I I don't think that they do. But it's kind of to my point that I think it's kind of on the players. Like Maxi, the reason Maxi good is because of Tyrese Maxi. The reason Matisse Thybulle and Ben Simmons haven't developed is because they're they don't seem like they're incredibly hard to work. I'm, and I'm still a Matisse guy, relatively, especially compared to the rest of the Sixers fan base. But like the reason the, they haven't improved is because they're not, they don't have the work ethic Maxi does. Like it's, it's on yeah. an individual basis. Same yeah. with Embiid. Embiid went to Drew Hanlon. Everybody that goes to Drew Hanlon just gets way better. Not to, they put in the work. You put in the work, Drew it's, it's going to pay off. But some guys, some guys don't. They don't improve their shooting. Ben Simmons, you know, Matisse. I mean, it, like you said, yeah. I mean, Matisse is busy vlogging. Maxi's busy dunking. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the truth. Matisse but, doesn't even vlog anymore. I don't even know what he does. I, I don't know what just, he does. I think, but, I, don't, I don't, I think he just no, does what he used to do in his vlogs, but he just doesn't record them. So yeah. people can, don't say that. He does not getting vaccinated. I know he's, I know what he's oh, not doing. Slow. Not, oh my gosh, don't get me started with that. But no, I mean, shooting in the gym. you know, they don't have to record their workouts to, and I mean, Joe Burrow <laughs> had a post where he was like, yeah, don't record your workouts. Like that's stupid. Like just work in silence, which is true. I mean, there's guys that, yeah, you know, there's, there's no reason to work. post it. I agree. There's no reason, but you know, you want to, you want to post and you feel good. Fine. Whatever. Do it. But, but a lot like, of times the trainer's posting it. Like Chris Johnson, I believe is, is that yeah, who Maxie works yes, out with? Yes. Like Chris Johnson. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but they're all working the off season, regardless of what you see and what you know, what you don't see. It's true. I mean, Harden working out earlier than others. Great. Big deal. Who cares? You know what I mean? But right. I don't know. It doesn't affect their game. Obviously, yes, the training matters and the work you put in. But, you know, once we get to the season, then it then it matters. And then the real the real training starts. Yeah, of course. But I just think it's funny how Shams and every tweet's like, oh, he's all in on winning a championship. Like, how much is Harden's agent like being like, does Harden even have an agent? I don't even know. I, I don't know. I, I think I, Shams I, got bored and tweeted something. <laughs> I don't. I just don't understand the, the, the Harden. Well, I mean, I guess I, I get it, but it seems just strange. Harden propaganda that's out there in terms of training. All right. The other signing we had, Daniel House. Now, I thought Daniel House was actually an overpay, like even more so than Tucker, who I know people are saying is a bad contract, but that was the price of getting him here. It doesn't really matter because we paid him four and a half a year compared to compared to the minimum. <laughs> but Daniel House, people are just like slotting them in and and this is fine if you think so too i just i want to get your opinion but for me personally people are slotting them in as like near starter level player definite backup player like i'm not sure he's a rotation player he's kind of just an average shooter now he shoots a good amount of threes not in a, uh 3.3 last season yeah i mean how many minutes though uh minutes played 19.6 yeah and i think it might have been higher in the past when he was getting more minutes but yeah i I know what you're saying he's just he i'm not complaining about him too much he's a perfectly fine signing and we needed wings so whatever these are the only two wings that are probably on the market that we're going to switch teams as other people have known have pointed out but he he's just i'm not sure he's a rotation player like everyone seems to think i think people are just saying that because they remember him on the rockets and they remember that we paid him as much money as we did and it seems like a ro- he'd be a consistent rotation piece yeah 2019 2020 for the rockets he was playing 30 minutes a game um mm-hmm. and he shot 5.6 threes uh 36 percent from three yeah that was his best season averaging 10 points yeah and, and he was good that year also famously got kicked out of the bubble for sleeping with a woman while he was <laughs> married too which was a rough on so many so many <laughs> broke social distancing but holy covid and then yeah <laughs> my god that's the disaster yeah yeah i got kicked out of the bubble for that um yeah i, I don't mean to like be like too negative on it it's, it, anyway it's like probably a ninth man i don't i don't it's think a, that's yeah. too high of an expectation but it still probably was an overpay as a guy i thought it was the minimum and i'm not sure he's a rotation player i still actually would play matisse thibel over him which i know some people would trade matisse thibel for a box of donuts question but. do you think danny green's better than daniel house or no Oh, definitely. Really? Okay. Yeah, because Danny's a legit shooter. Yeah, okay. 
House is okay. probably a little bit quicker on the defensive end, but I think Danny Green's IQ is probably better on the defensive yeah. end. Okay. So, relatively same level defender. I don't know. What are your thoughts on I mean, Daniel to be honest, I haven't watched Daniel House enough. I well, didn't yeah, watch people don't even know who he was on that's, last that's year. He was, the on Utah, issue, so. he was on Utah and the Knicks. That's what I'm saying. So I really can't say. What I can tell you is looking at the stats, yeah, I mean, at least he shoots threes, right? We kind of struggled with that last yeah, year. And, and he's pretty seasons. good at it. He's pretty good at it. So if you can get a guy out there that's athletic, can defend a little bit and shoot some threes, that's all you need. I mean, we with for that price point, you're not going to get a star. It is what it is. Right. And to defend Maury really quickly with the Philadelphia Rockets, which I admittedly also make fun of him for. The part of the reason Harden took 15 million, I'm not I'm not here to insinuate all players are dumb or whatever, but Harden might be like, "Hey, you, if I'm taking 15 million pay cut, like I want some choice in who we get." Like, yeah, yeah. Which like, I want PJ Tucker because I love playing with him. I, I want Daniel House. Otherwise, I'm just going to take the max and we're not getting anyone anyway. I'm not saying that. That's I could definitely happened, say that. I mean, but, that's. But you got to do what Harden wants potentially if if he, that's the only way he's taking 15 million. Yeah, no, he he definitely, I feel like he definitely had to say. I mean, he played with both those guys. So, yeah, I, but <laughs> yeah. there's definitely something Daniel needs there. to be more creative and he needs to chill with Eric Gordon. But. Yeah, what what was that about Eric Gordon? I mean, is he even I mean, playable? Like, we can talk about he? that because I want to talk about the draft after we're oh we're God. done with House. But yeah, like you said, no one really watched him too much. I still think yeah. he's just a mediocre shooter, and that's what else people just keep saying. Three and D. I'm not sure he's a great three. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure he's not a great three shooter. I don't think he's that great of a defense player either. And when I watch him, play? okay, he played 57 games. Okay, yeah, just season. a lot of uh, an irrelevant 57. Let me tell you. But my goodness, yeah. I, I'm not sure he's a rotation player. I, and would you play Matisse over him? Over uh, House? Yeah. I'd, I'd have Matisse. I would have Matisse over House. Okay. Yes, yes. I know I, we like Matisse more than most people. Yes. I'm not bringing you on just a yes man, man. I would have loved to have you disagree. Well, I'm not telling, I, I'm not tell, no, I'm not telling you to disagree. I'm just saying for the audience, I don't bring you on. <laughs> I don't bring you on because I know you'll agree with me. I, I, that's interesting, though. That well, no, I mean, guys. defensively, he's a better player. Offensively, he's, he's worse. I mean, like the shooting stats. So it depends what you want. You yeah. want defense, you want offense. You're gonna there, offense. Was, there was a stretch when Harden was here in the regular season towards the end where Matisse was actually shooting very well from the corner. And well, that's... granted, people can say the playoffs change everything, which is fine. But I still think it was just it was part of the vaccination. I think it's a bunch of adjustments. That's and... a thing with Matisse is like he really is kind of I, I'd say a jumper away but if he can just shoot well, somewhat consistently he's a good cutter but if he just, he's a like, good backdoor cutter he's he's athletic we know he can get up right. there and dunk we've seen some big time dunks from that so from him so you know if he can just develop a somewhat consistent three uh he's he's not bad because yeah. defensively he's elite I don't know what he shot last season from three um probably Low 30s great. I believe uh, like 31, 32, 31%. So if he can get that up to what, 35, 36 ish. Well, he jump. needs to shoot more too, because he was so hesitant. That was the biggest issue with him in the playoffs. And it's not, it wasn't, it's not like Ben Simmons where people just tell him that he needs to shoot more threes because it's like, listen, there's a reason Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is shooting zero threes. It's because if he shot as many as we'd won, he'd probably shoot 20%. Matisse, we know he shoots roughly 30%. He's kind of the same. He was actually a better shooter in college, which yeah, you know, shocking. We took someone from University of Washington yeah. and became a worse shooter on the six. Oh, yeah, what a coincidence. Um, Matisse first season, he shot 2.4 attempts from three, uh, 35 percent. Then yep. it was 2.2, basically, same declined. percentage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but in college, he, he was good from the line too, and he, he hasn't been good from the line, and he had he shot more in college, but. Um, oh my of course, God. players just, are going to play better in college. But. His free throw percentage, his second season, yeah. Well, then he shoot like point, didn't he shoot like 0.4 a game or something? Oh, yeah, you're right. 0.3. Wow. I, I can't believe I remember that. 0.3. <laughs> and then last year was 0.7. He shot 79%. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know what 0.4 equates to in the how many games, but he shot like 20 free throws on the year. So, it's, it's, if he made one more, his free throw percentage would have jumped like crazy that year. But that's a 12 too much. But yeah, yeah, he needs to. He, Better if he can become a decent shooter, just an average shooter. He's beyond playable, and he's one of the better uh, guys on the team. Yeah, and there was that dumb article Keith Pompey mentioned how he couldn't. Uh, no offense to Keith, but he mentioned uh -huh. how he couldn't work out in because of COVID, and then and then the next year he was in the Olympics, so he couldn't focus on getting better at basketball. It's, first of all, what? all right, but as I mentioned before, like you can train. The Olympics, you're playing basketball. That, that's exactly. The training you need. You're and playing. To, to Matisse's credit, though, uh, he did look better on the Olympics team. Is honestly, you could argue, the best he's ever looked in a professional basketball setting. <laughs> he really did. He was like a star on there. Well, oh, he was like he was like handling the ball. And he actually looked pretty good with it. It's like, oh wow, is Matisse going to come back with some like 
yeah. creation. Not, I'm not acting like he's James Harden, but like yes. some level of creation where he can attack dribble. a closeout maybe. Yeah, right. Where it's not just like, I will stand in this corner and I will go nowhere else with the ball in my hand. Yeah. And yeah, but like I said, hasn't improved as a shooter. He's kind of, and he, and even though I said I would have him ahead in the rotation of house house is a more stable player. There's going to be times where Matisse, because he's even hot and cold on defense too. He's an incredible defensive player, but there are some games where he's just taking too many risks. He's fouling too much and he's just, it's not his game. And well, then you got to yank him. Yeah. So there's going to be those games where I, where I would just put house in because I'd be like, all right, Matisse doesn't have it today. And if he's especially terrible on offense, you can just take him out. But there are games where he's going to be on on both ends, and that's when he's an extremely valuable player. 100%. But to Matisse's credit, you know, it is it is hard when, like you said, the Olympics where he's kind of like the main guy on the team, and then you come back to the Sixers, and obviously he's not even like a thought on, on offense. You know what I mean? So I, I, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, of course, is, he was given, he was given more offensive role, but it's like, dude, just shoot corner threes. all Like, literally just practice corner threes. Especially, he had Ben Simmons, and now he's got James Harden. He's going to get perfect passes to the corner. He's going to be open yes. all the time. Yes. Worry about catch and shoot threes. You're going to be, you will make a ton of money and he's in a contract year now. uh, So he, he should try his hearts. Looking on basketball reference real quick. Did you know Matisse's nickname uh, was, or one of them is the disruptor. Did we know that? No. Or Spider-Man. None of those. Isn't like Tom Brady's the Pharaoh or something on there. Like like they, they just, they just make shit up on. Yeah. So who's. They they get called at once. I've never referred to, I've never heard Brady referred to as the Pharaoh. Uh, ever but just yeah. thought it was funny um, last member of the houston rockets we signed now this wasn't under daryl morey's tenure but trevlin uh, queen he was the g league mvp so now we have two g league mvps championship dynasty Obviously talk about him in summer league um so i'll leave a lot of that to there but i will say just based off the g league stuff because he's been trash in summer league g league stuff i watched his highlights because i've never heard of him and i didn't outside of the times the G League Ignite played them because I watched them for scouting. I've never seen Treplin Queen play. Uh, he looks awesome. He he can dribble, like, on highlights, of course. Uh, of course. He can dribble, he can shoot, and, and stats-wise. He's a good defender, and he's pretty athletic. He has a lot of stuff you like. He's got good size, too. Like, he's he has a lot of foundational skills you like to see. So I'm really intrigued by him, but he's been so bad in Summer League that I'm kind of down on him. Uh, but then again, he's a basically a minimum guy, two years, partially guaranteed deal. So, but is, but is he a, is he a two way player? Or no, he's on the roster. No, he's on the roster. He's fully on the roster. Okay, I, I haven't I haven't seen enough of him. Like you said, I mean, he no, he, yeah. But what the idea? I mean, he almost averaged three steals a game, and, and he actually might have averaged three. The, the G League stats are tough to. Some of them say different things. <laughs> um, so yeah, three steals they, a game is counting. maybe like one. It was probably yeah, yeah. three steals a game. No, but I'm just saying three steals is a lot. I'm not saying, and of course, that's not that's not a measure of defense. He is a good defender, but he is like um, he'll have these athletic grabs in the lane, or sometimes even on ball, and he'll get fast break dunks out of it. Well, he does uh, have size. Won. He was yeah, like you said, I'm he, saying, he, size for a ball handler. That yeah, he was bigger defense. than I noticed. I thought, he, I thought he was real small as a guard. I was like, oh, who's this? And this is uh, Queen. I was like, damn, this guy's this guy's pretty big. So yeah, he's got a lot of stuff he can do. So I'm I'm interested to see where he goes. He might not even make the team, as I'll get that I'll allude to later. That's probably where we'll end it. But I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say my question is, does he make the team? And if he does, is he gonna get minutes? Which most likely, yeah. No. Well, I, I, right. well, That's he's older than he's older than a lot of guys on the team. So because he is 25, so who knows? Doc, Doc might give him minutes just based off that. That's true. Doc does go by age. I'm sure PJ Tucker's gonna play like 90 minutes and season. And I'm sure Doc doesn't know him. So if you if Daryl tells him he's 32, you know, Trevlin Queen might start for us. James Harden sitting, Trevlin Queen in. <laughs> No, no Max. Sorry. No, right. But, uh, oh, yeah. Got to play. Got to get some. Yeah. Age yeah. yeah for I sure. actually technically don't even know if it's an age thing with Doc Rivers. I joke about that, but I actually think it's just does he know this player? Because I don't think he actually watches any other team's games. So, like, that's why we have so many former Clippers like DeAndre Jordan and uh, others. So, yeah. No, I think but, he only knows them if they've played on another team or if he has them. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll touch on this, but they got to play Isaiah Joe. I'm sure we'll touch on that, but they have okay. to play him. Yeah. And um, all right, now, all right, the other thing too, I wanted to say, and yes. this goes with more, we're at 16 players, so we're going to have to cut someone. That's what I'm going to end with, or we're going to have to do a two for one trade. Mark Stein did say in one of his tweets that the Sixers are not done yet. Um, I don't know what that could do. It's, I feel like we're pretty done right now. I think that would most likely be a Thibel Korkmaz package where we trade them for a guy who makes roughly $9 million. Thibault makes around four and Korkmaz makes around five. I think that's what it would be, but I don't know who's on the market. We can't really, that's, that's out of Eric Gordon's price range. 
we pretty much can't get Eric Gordon unless we trade Tobias, uh, which I wouldn't be complaining about, but just pointing that out. And I don't think we're going to trade Tobias. Uh, this is the, the, actually like the one off season where I'm kind of fine with not trading Tobias. I always wanted him gone in the, the past, but at this point he, we got one more year until he's expiring. And when he's expiring, you can get off of that pretty easily. I don't want to sacrifice extra assets to get rid of him. So, so you don't, do you have any you, ideas of what we think we do? Well, go on. I was just saying, you don't think that Tobias will be moved this offseason? Like no, no, not at all. Do you? I mean, no, just because it was just because of his contract. I mean, it's well, it's, yeah, of course. I mean, I thought there there was a chance beforehand, and I actually admit, I think the first couple of weeks when Harden was here, I was like, "There's no way Tobias is on this team next year." But he actually started playing well with with Harden as the season progressed. Not that that's the end all be all, but yeah. I'm just saying like. Like he was perfectly fine in the play. It was the best he ever looked in the playoffs. Tobias, not not Harden, obviously. It's the best he's ever looked, and he's only got two years at this point. This is kind of like the the weird window where you can't really trade him. Um, well, next year uh, or yeah, it's expiring next off season. So or well, next off season it's a one year. Or, it's a one year. It's a deal. one year deal. It's, it's a little bit more palatable. Yeah, and and during the season, a lot of teams want that expiring so they can clear cap space for the year after. It's a whole thing. So. So, um, he could be, yeah, I don't he think he'll get traded. I don't, and I don't, and we kind of need wings. Not that he's a wing because we, I still don't really know if we have a small forward. We just have power forwards and shooting guards, and we'll like kind of try to play them. And the only like real small yeah. forward on the team is Matisse Thibel <laughs> yeah. and maybe Daniel House, but yeah. like, like Tucker and, and Tobias are force. Forwards. Yeah, they're force. Yeah. Um, which leads me to say, I, I guess we should talk about who do you think is going to start for us? Yeah, it's a good point. Because um, I think we're going to try P.J. Tucker and Tobias together. Would be, I, and, and that's yeah. the only thing. We all know it's going to be Harden, Maxi, and Bede. And yeah, we know, Harris, yeah. But yeah I, I agree. I, I, think it's, I think it's going to be Tucker just, just because fit-wise. He well, I fits guess, incredibly with three of our players. He just doesn't that's, fit that's with Tobias. That's the thing. Fit-wise, he's great there. It's just Tobias is kind of weird. Obviously, you could put Matisse in there like we did last season and you know have a better defender and a, a better perimeter defender yeah. for sure. Um, but then you sacrifice your offense. But I think with the money that they're giving Tucker, I, I think he's going to start. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Uh, yeah, I am with you on that. I, I, I think we could see some experimentation. Not that Doc's a insanely creative coach and he's pretty stubborn. So who knows? The opening day lineup is probably who we'll stick with. But did anyway. Tucker start with the Heat? He, he started with the Heat and the Bucks, or did he come off the bench? I think he came off the bench in Milwaukee. Well, in the playoffs, he would start or yeah. play a ton of minutes just because of Kevin Durant, because he was the Kevin Durant stopper, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Plus, they've had injuries, so I, I believe he started on both teams. Though. Yeah. So I guess he's most Mostly. likely. I think with the money they, they gave him, he's got he's going to start. In my yeah. opinion. Um, and then, all right. Yeah. So Stein says we aren't done. Do you think you have? Do you have any? I mean, I don't think you would. Is there anything you think this team should address? I'm not going to ask you. Like, uh, I mean, it'd be nice to pick up like just a shooter. We. <laughs> I don't love Cork. Like we traded Cork Maz and Thibel for a guy who made nine million, but was yeah, a if you can get shooter. like well, Seth Curry. <laughs> I saw something about uh, Reggie Bullock. I don't know what the deal is with that. Oh yeah, yeah. What I never, that? I never put that in here. They had some weird. That, I, I think that does work, salary wise. Uh, and th- apparently the Mavericks like Thibel, and apparently we like <laughs> Reggie Bullock. But yeah, on his Instagram, he like reposted his friend saying like Reggie Bullock told me he's going to come to Philly or like whatever and is he a, two is different he a free friends. agent is no he's a trade so we'd have to it, would yeah. you trade thibault and cork moss for reggie bullock because i wouldn't because i don't think bullock would really play i don't think bullock's that i mean he's better than cork moss i don't know if he's that much better than cork moss i, I also thibault. don't i know you can never have enough shooting but like i i don't like selling low on thibault well that's that's where i'm stuck too i think a lot of sixers fans though would would do that and, trade and Reggie Bullock is 32, not, and he's also a pretty bad defender, and he's mostly been like a an irrelevant player. He had a great year in Dallas, though. Let's see, shot. Like I think uh, this is probably just a blip in the radar for Reggie Bullock. Five point eight threes last last year. No, he shot 36. percent Yeah, he was really good last year. Yeah, it's just before that he didn't have much of a career. Granted, he didn't have as much of a great career because he played for the Clippers, and Doc Rivers refused to play him for a few years. So who knows? And we'll be having the same conversation about Isaiah Joe when we're asking about in 10 years when we're yeah. trying to trade for him. And it's like, well, he wasn't good to start his career. It's like, yeah, when he's uh, when he's a five-time All-Star on the Timberwolves. Yeah, no, for real. But anyway, Stein says we weren't done. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, I guess, that a shooter could be in there. I don't, 
or like an actual small forward. I have no idea because or, admittedly, if you're trading five, well, I said he's the only one that's 100 percent a small forward on the team. Yeah, that's a, a real small forward. So if you're trading five, well, you should get one in return. Now mm-hmm. I I could see them trading for, and I don't want them to do this because we have a couple that should be played, but a backup center. I, all right. I think Maybe. they would address that in free agency, if anything. But I, I understand what you're saying because we do have Doc, and we literally signed DeAndre Jordan just to please Doc last year. Yeah, no, literally, and then he didn't play. And then we shot ourselves in the foot. Well, he did play. That was the He issue. did play, and then he didn't play because we found out how bad he was. <laughs> he played, and then he just stopped playing because we're like, oh, this guy's unplayable. Um, he was the worst player in the NBA. That was also crazy, by the way. DeAndre Jordan getting a, a deal – you know, at what was it? Six is when free agency started on yeah. June 30th at 6 p.m. The Nuggets are like DeAndre Jordan. We got our guy. Yeah, what, what's up with that? The I worst don't... player in the league. They had Boogie Cousins, who was who was much better than than, than DeAndre Jordan. Anyway, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. People like a guy that's just big and can run around there and talk. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't really get rebounds. He's bad at yeah. defense. All right, the big acquisition we have not discussed, and this is draft day, so it's the furthest from it. So I'm sure it's already been discussed by everyone, and I have no complaints, which is kind of why it's not too intriguing uh, to talk about. But we acquired DeAnthony Melton for Danny Green, who tore his ACL and was probably not going to play all year. And I guess there's a chance he said he's aiming to come back to the All-Star break, but he's also in his mid-30s. And those are career-ending injuries once he gets to that age. So I'm not sure Danny Green will... I'm not sure he'll ever play again, to be honest but I don't think we'll play next year. Yep, I agree. And we got DeAnthony Melton, who is better than Danny Green. I can't believe that was his asking price. It was just Danny Green in the 23rd pick. I love DeAnthony Melton. The only issue I have with him is that he's small, and that's the issue a lot of teams have, but it sucks when he's small and we have Tyrese Maxey and James Harden as our second and third best players because... That, uh, because it's hard to play them. Now, he does have a 6'8 wingspan, so maybe we run a three-guard lineup, but it's going to be a short lineup if we do that. You can maybe put Harden on some threes. Melton, same thing, because he's got that 6'8 wingspan. I don't know. Uh, what did you think of the trade? I love it. No, I love it. I mean, he's the big, He's 23. Which yeah, is, he's super young, under he's contract. Young. <laughs> he's an awesome defender, and he's a good shooter. Like He does so many things I would love. He's a, an example of a guy. Like If we had – I hate to keep relitigating it, our team would be like pretty incredible if we had him, Maxi, Ben Simmons, Embiid, and Harris. Yeah, because yeah. It, because he he's a guy you could certainly start. Like he, Danny Melton right now, I think is our fourth best player, but he's going to come off the bench. He's going to and he's be great off the bench. He's going to kill it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited to have him. I mean, the, the ability to shoot three, 37 percent from three, which is really good. Uh, the previous season shot 41 percent. Yeah, um, and a good amount of volume. He's being he couldn't really shoot to come in when he started, like in college. That's why he fell, and well, that and his size, and he's proven to be a pretty good shooter so far. He averaged 10.8 points per game and only played like 19 or 22 minutes. So that's not. And that I think many he's going to. I think he's going to play more here because he will 100 percent be on the court anytime Maxi and Harden aren't on. I guess you stagger Maxi and Harden as much as you can, and then you try to sprinkle in some three guard lineups. Then there's going to yeah. be the times where Harden's out because he's resting and because he's old and because he's washed and because Melton might be better. That's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> Maxi, and then you know if Maxi ever gets injured, God forbid then you put him in or it really, I mean, I, we sound so anti-maxi because I keep mentioning it. If you want to like trade maxi, not necessarily for Durant, but if there's some other wing that becomes available and then you can start Melton, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely want to clarify. We love maxi. It's just, we would trade him for Kevin Durant. Make that clear. Um. Yeah. That's very clear. And there, I mean, there are other guys I would trade him for as well, but I yes. think that might be a hot take to other people. <laughs> so yeah but i'm just yeah. saying all right like salaries aside uh, i've mentioned it before but like if we were able to trade tyrese maxi for say og and anobi who would be an incredible fit for this team and is is an awesome player in his own right then we could start melton so it would just make our team better on two respects it's a better fit but i don't think i would do that trade Let's yeah that, that's fine it, you also have to have, add in salary in there so it yeah would be like yeah. it would be like melton and or not melton it would be maxi and tobias would yeah. weird salaries we got so it's yeah no it, it's, I, it's not gonna happen i'm just saying like that type of player yeah salaries with, like jaylen yeah, brown like that's not gonna happen but just an example of a actual small forward who's 100 percent a two-way wing like yeah, those guys which we don't have and they're, and they're hard to find I mean, right that's very and that, that's, that's why, hard yeah, that's why i mention it but yeah no but melton the trade was something like that you're not going to use that first round pick for anything and if you do great you pick him and he doesn't play for another five years yeah, so it's and, irrelevant yeah you don't you don't care about the 
the draft and like prospects. You don't know about these guys until they come to the league, which is fine. Uh, College basketball, watching college basketball sucks. (laughs) I only do it because I like knowing about them. You got to scout them. But that's, yeah. Right. So for me, at pick 23, the highest guys on my board, my highest one was Blake Wesley, who's been pretty good in summer league, but he was still like 16 on my board, which is actually pretty low. Compared, Usually there's a guy who's like, I, I have different boards than most people. Usually there's a guy who's like top 10 on my board available whenever we pick, even when we pick late. Uh, but I also didn't like this draft that much. And Blake Wesley, I would a thousand percent trade Blake Wesley for, for uh, Anthony Melton. They ended up taking David Roddy, who they're building the thickest team of all time in Memphis, which you got to love to see between him and Daniel or Ken, Ken, Kenny Lofton. I almost called him Daniel Orton, who was the fat guy in the Sixers in the first year. Okay. So throwback to Kenny Lofton. Oh my gosh. Basically Kyle Lowry out there. Yeah. Him and uh, him and Ryan. Yeah. But, but yeah, conclusion, great trade. Fantastic trade. No complaints at all. Yeah. I, I, I might do draft talk separately. I don't know if I would do that in this podcast. I'm not without you. Trust me. Don't, don't worry. I won't make you sit through that, but because I know you don't actually care. Did you have any draft thoughts? Any, and do you want to give a Chet take? I feel like you got some Chet Oh, take. a Chet take. Um, I did watch Chet. He looks really good. He looks oh, really good. All right. Yeah, not, I, thought, I a... thought you'd be like white, slow, stiff. Or something. No, no. I, okay. that's, my, that's my initial thought on him. But after watching one game, I've reevaluated. Not even close to a center, though. He's basically white Kevin Durant, but just worse. Um, a lot worse. <laughs> that's but a, Yeah, that's an interesting comp. I like it. That's, that's my like feel. I mean, he's basically just like a baby Durant, if that makes sense. <laughs> That's my, that's my comparison. I mean, he gets blocks. He's lanky as hell. Um, he can shoot and he's going to be talented. I mean, he's just a big dude. With I guard still skills. think he's a lot more closer to Mo Bamba than he is Kevin Durant, but yeah. All right. Fine. <laughs> I, 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 I like, to, I'm going baby Kevin Durant, which is a like huge it. change for my stiff, but I, I not saying he's Durant, but he plays like Durant. If that makes sense. That's fair. I, once again, will disagree, but Dial. I, um, I like it. He looked, yeah. he looked good in summer league. I, I wasn't here to talk about that. I just, I just figured you didn't have any draft takes, really, because you don't really. He looks good. I watched uh, Paolo a little bit. Um, Paolo looks awesome. Yeah, he's, I didn't, I, I, I forgot how big he was. Board. He's huge. Yeah, he's huge. He's like if Tobias was, like, swole and could pass. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, but, no, Paolo's, <laughs> Paolo's going to be great. Um, I didn't watch too much of uh, Ivy. I thought he looked good, though, I heard. He looked pretty nice. The yeah, the I'm not Pistons, as big on Ivy. Pistons are going to be good, though. They're going to be really Yeah, I, I think Ivy's, I, even though I don't love Ivy as much as most people, him and Kate are an incredible. Pistons have that My League team. They really do. Just take rookie contracts. Well, they got Duran because the Knicks were being idiots and needed to dump that <laughs> salary of Kemba Walker so that they could overpay Jalen Brunson. Yeah, the Knicks are a disaster, but oh my God. And it, it is crazy how how poorly they are. They like, they keep, they change regimes and they're always run poorly. <laughs> It's it's, it's remarkable, keep, and they still they spend tanking. money. They just yeah. spend the wrong money. Yeah, they spend money, but like they try to tank, but they also get like buy expensive. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't work. Like they're paying Randall and, um, Randall and and we listen. We have the worst contract in the league in Tobias Harris, but they're paying Randall and Jalen Brunson like the cost of Tobias Harris and DeAnthony Melton. Yeah, they they well they make like conflicting moves. Like they like they trade this pick to they have you know, RJ, to get more but they picks. don't. Yeah, they have a bunch of picks, but they don't have good picks. They have and RJ they have Baird, who's players. young, and then they have like expensive vets. Yeah, so it doesn't make sense. Good. Like they're just all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't an undrafted. Going back to our draft, where this is where it all began. Undrafted, we got Michael Foster, who we signed to Exhibit Ten. For people that don't know, Exhibit Tens are basically like we're going to cut you, but you you'll play on our summer league team once we cut you, or our uh, our g league team rather so michael foster you'll see on the delaware 87ers this year that's what I thought. okay gotcha. i mean like he can make the team but it's just not gonna uh, b-ball paul would maybe have to get shot for that to happen uh, up the button maybe but yeah you're right you're right yeah yep. also doc won't play him anyway that's also true uh and then also under oh we it took um what was it Champagne? I, I can't pronounce his last name, admittedly. His I, brother's on the Raptors. I'm Champagne. calling him Champagne. I'm calling him Champagne. Yeah, Champagne and Campaign. Uh, <laughs> he, we got him undrafted on a two-way deal. He looks abysmal in summer league, and I he, I didn't really watch him in college, admittedly. So I, And I'm going to conf- confuse him with his brother. I don't, I don't even know which one. Is, is it Justin? We have Julian. We have Julian. We have Julian. All right, yeah. yeah. He's the worst one, we think. We're not sure. <laughs> Uh, whatever it is, we do have the worst one. I feel like that's like a Philly thing to get the worst brother. We always get the worst brother. Yeah. 
I don't know if I was listening to the radio, but I, I heard rumors, and this is definitely, or I guess you could trade for one of the Morris brothers. I have no clue if that's even possible. Yeah, so Marquise Morris on Twitter, he said, well, they might have been talking about trading for Marcus Morris, but Marquise Morris on Twitter, I, who is a free agent, has says like he's been trying to go to Philly, which I love Marquise Morris as a guy. I would have loved him like three years ago on the team, but he's, he's not washed, good. Right? And he's got to he, be washed. He's, and he's not better than Niang, and he's not better than Tobias, and he's only going to play the four, and he's not better than P.J. Tucker. We already have too many fours that can't play the three. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think this was, yeah. Going back to that, if we think I'm going to, if we think we're going to bring in another big, I do think PJ Tucker's going to see some minutes at center, by the way. And that, oh, small ball. I could definitely see that. I could definitely see like staggering him once it becomes, yeah, because like I said, we have three power forwards that kind of can only play power forward and Tucker can kind of play the five. So, no, I I could absolutely, I could absolutely see that. That's definitely a guy that, like, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, would you be in, I would, a lineup I would have loved to see when we had Ben, uh, but I guess it still could be interesting with our other personnel. I mean, obviously we saw Jaden's Harden with microball rockets, and that was pretty good for a little bit, but it was a small experiment uh, when they traded Clint Capella for Covington and decided that their center was going to be PJ Tucker and Robert Covington. But yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. All right. Any more thoughts on any of our acquisitions or potential? I mean, I, do you want to talk about Marcus Morris? <laughs> like, cause he's another guy I wouldn't really take. No, I mean, we hit, I feel like we hit on a lot of it. I mean, I don't have much else to say about I, the summer league guys. They are what they are. They're not, most of them aren't going to play. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're going we're yeah. to we'll talk about that now. Isaiah Joe's good, he, but he's not any different. Like I said, everybody's been below expectations. Isaiah Joe's not any better than he was last year. People forget he was really good in summer league last year, but Doc just refuses to play him. But I don't know what your thoughts are. He just need, he he needs playing time. I mean, he that's that's as simple He's as that. I think a thousand percent better than Quirk Moss. Was he last is. Year. He he just he needs he needs playing time. He needs to be on the court. We can't see him without him playing. So he's gotta he's gotta yeah. get minutes. They have to find a way to kind of fit him in the rotation here and there, especially in these early season games where obviously you know you're not like jockeying for playoff position, whatever it is. Like he needs he needs to get on the court a little bit. I, I, I have to see him. So, you know, until that moment happens where he's getting some valuable minutes here and there, playing 10, 15 minutes, or they just throwing them, throw him throwing him in. Uh, you know, we're not going to know what we have until we see that. Because these summer league games, yes, they mean something. They help a little bit. But realistically, it's basically a G League game. It really right. is, which isn't I, telling me much. It, it's very close to a G League game, which is why it's troubling that Trevor Queen hasn't been good. But then also, yes. I guess you could say he dominated the G League. This is similar competition, so it's just small samples. Yes. Size. But sticking with Isaiah Joe, I want to say it's tough for him. And Bassey's the other guy that this sticks out for me. Uh, not a good passer on this team. Like not one. I mean, okay, Cassius Winston's good, but he's not like an NBA player. Last year they had Maxi, and Maxi just commanded more attention and is a, still a solid passer. So it was easier to get set up when you had Tyrese Maxi than it is when you have Cassius Winston running point because no one's afraid. <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's no, no real points. like absolute thing, like absolute points. Right? I actually respect sure. Cassius Winston. I think his game's very good. He's just so short and unathletic that he, it's not his fault that he sucks. He got, he got screwed over by genetics. And all right. So, yeah, Isaiah Joe's been good. B-Ball Paul's too good for summer league. Paul Reed, he just played in Utah. He pretty much dominated. A little weird that he was playing at the four a lot, which he's not going to play in Philly. B-ball? Yeah. Yeah. He was, but I understand because you also want to give Baskin a lot of minutes because he's like the third NBA player on this team. So, what are your thoughts on B-Ball Paul and Bassey as a whole? Uh, I either I through like, summer league or whatever. Yeah, I like both I, of them. Just in general, I know summer league is such a small sample size; it's hard to judge. I think B-ball Paul, watching him in that first game, and in, in at least in Utah summer league when I was when I was watching that game actually closely, um, he he, he looks better than most of the guys out there. He really does. So you can yeah. tell this guy's. He's definitely improved too. I still don't trust the shot. He's improved. He can't really true. shoot as as expected, but that's a guy that. You know, he's been making them. I just, I just don't trust it. It's an ugly, it's an ugly shot. I'm not gonna lie, it's a so shot bad. right out there. It's that's a, what I'm saying. That's a bad jumper. But but that's a guy that I think is ready to at least get some minutes. He's on that Isaiah Joe level, same thing. And then Bassey, I don't know how far he's progressed. I think he looks decent. Um, I just think he's like, it's kind of like Tony Bradley. I think he's better than Tony Bradley, actually. Um, really? Might be okay. a hot take because I actually think he's a better rim protector. I think Tony Bradley just kind of stood there because he's big and, yeah. and no. Yeah. But... <laughs> But, but I think they're all I think they're all playable yeah. and can get some valuable minutes off the bench. I think they all three of those guys you name can. That's what I'm saying. I, I think they're both quality backup centers. 
that I'm perfectly fine with, which is why I don't want them to sign another center. I mean, I love Boogie Cousins, so if they signed him on the minimum, I guess I wouldn't be like mad, but also I would be mad because it probably means Isaiah Joe's getting cut or one of Basley or Reed would be getting cut. So that's why I uh, I mentioned that. Um, I mentioned the, so Trevlin Queen, Champagne. I've mentioned a few guys in summer league that have been terrible. I'm not even going to talk about them. Because I, well, Queen, I guess, is I've said as what I need. I still think he could make the team. I'm, I'm interested I, in what transpires with him because I, I like the idea of him. But anyway, I'm, the big disappointment, the guy we haven't mentioned for me is Jaden Springer. Now, what are your thoughts on Springer? Because I'll, I'll go. Well, I, I didn't watch too much Springer. I, I think I watched the one game where he played half decent. I will say, though, and the biggest thing even watching with uh, my dad, we we both agreed he's too small. Uh, like he has solid defense. He's too small he's, for the fact that he has to be a point guard. Like he has fine point guard size. Like I think he's six, four and like 200 something pounds. He's just outsized. He's outside. He has a couple nice skills. He, but he's, he's not, okay. he's not that athletic for how short he is. No, like he, it's weird. He has hops, but he's like slow. Yeah, he has hops, but he's slow. Right. Yeah, it's weird. It's a good weird. vertical athlete, but incredibly slow. doesn't get by anybody. Yeah. I don't know. What, like I have no clue what's going on. So I, he's very below average. <laughs> That's all I would describe yeah. him. He's, he looks know. worse than Zaire Smith looked that summer. And Zaire didn't look bad, but my point is Zaire Smith never really played for the Sixers. <laughs> not, not yeah. saying that summer league's they're actually kind but... of similar-ish now that I think about it though they, they have similar um, games, they like. have they do have a lot of similarities more explosive, I feel like. being yeah. very young and not being good shooters <laughs> yeah and similar uh, and size and being first round picks yes Maybe. and size yeah. yeah no there's no their size is similar but Zaire was a much better athlete like he was faster he could he, even though Jane Springer is a great leaper Zaire could jump from like the free throw line not to no Zaire was remember. a freak yeah yeah, Zaire was like a freak athlete out of size. Zaire was a guy who was like, if he was six foot eight, he would have probably been like a top ten pick in that draft. But he, uh, not to poor poor Zaire, things didn't go his way. But Springer, Springer to me, he he's so he's such a weird player because I, of course I didn't give my full thoughts, but my general opinion is he's pretty trash and he's not an NBA player. That being said, he does a lot of things that like star level players do. Like he gets the line a ton. And it's not because he takes bad shots. He just knows how to draw contact and he knocks him down the line at a fairly good clip, but he get, he's so good at getting fouled. He's a very good defensive player. Uh, yeah. Good leaper. Like we mentioned, I like, you know, you said he, he's undersized and he is, but he's got good size. If he were a point guard and if he could get by people like you'd be, he'd have a good enough size. I just, if he, I don't know why it, it's kind of like the Thibel thing and granted it's hard to improve, but he's such a reluctant shooter still. And if he can't shoot, he's not going to be an NBA player. Mm-hmm. Oh, At least Thibel can kind of get away from it because he's he's useful on in other aspects. But but Springer can only play one or two positions, and saying he could play two is might be stretching it. And he can't shoot, and he's a perimeter player. Like it's no, it is kind of it's kind of yeah. funny. The guys that we talk about, so you're either you're either especially in summer league, you're athletic and can't shoot. You're you're you can shoot, but you can't move. Yeah, uh, it's like you're one or the other, and which is true. I mean, a lot of these guys are very like one yeah, way. But, they but like I'm just one saying, skill. it's point because Springer's a first round pick. It's, he's a and higher. We probably pick. could have traded him. Yeah, for or, or not him, but we probably could have traded the pick at the pick. time. I don't know what was out there. It was even later pick than 23 was this year, but this year we traded 23 for Melton. I don't think there would be that good of a trade out there, but it would be something that's better. It's a great trade. Got so trade. I, I don't know. It, Interesting for Springer. With the way I talk about him, you would think I should think he should be get cut. But the thing to mention about him is he's still 19. He's about to be 20. But for instance, so I think young. Isaiah Joe's 23 or 24. So and young. that's the you thing. Have to, the, you have to wonder could, in four years is Jaden Springer going to be better than what Isaiah Joe is right now? Which is and, and which is possible. very possible. It really is. I mean, that's a long time to improve your game. I mean, four years like that's that's a long. I don't time. know. If we have that time. But, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we do, but that's, I mean, you know, I don't but know. As an asset, or... maybe some team looks at that and says, hey, we could take them in a trade. First round picks out or low first round picks are so valuable because they're dirt cheap and then you have the, the rights on them. So, I don't know. Yeah. No, we'll see with Springer, but I think the guys that you mentioned, B-Ball Paul, Bassey, and uh, Isaiah Joe should all get some type of minutes or at least at least get some playing yeah, at time. At least Bassey and Reed, one of them, Needs to should and will get minutes. Needs to crack the rotation. Has Isaiah been. Joe should get it over Cork Mons, but I'm not I sure agree. Isaiah Joe is going to be on the team, which I is wearable. Yeah, which and is, things are, yes, uh, but I and I think if you had to go between B-Ball Paul and Bass, I think B-Ball Paul plays more minutes. 
uh, because of the experience. And I think he got some time last year with the, with the team and actually played some minutes here and there. So, yeah. Yeah. No. So. All right. Um, you don't have any other summer league thoughts, I assume, right? Uh, no, I mean, I think we're, That's what, I thought. what are we owing to in the summer league they're, right now? They're, they're pretty bad. Well, there's the Utah and then the, the Vegas, but yeah, we've been the, bad in Vegas. Also Vegas shout so out far. Ben Simmons for posting the day Ron Sharp po- posterizing one of our guys <laughs> or whatever. Anyway, such a weird guy. Anyway, oh my God. he's, he's great. Yeah, fuck, fuck Ben Simmons. <laughs> uh, all right. So I believe I, I have all 16 players listed right here, um, which I'll list them out for both you and the audience. Who do you think is getting cut of these players? Because these are all the players that are non-two-way guys, and we sure. can only have 15, and we have 16. All right. Now, like I said before, we could trade, uh, do a two-for-one deal, probably involving Corpons and Thibel for, someone, for one player, and that would be one way to reduce the roster size. Of course, there's other options too. But the players we have, Hard- and I listed them in a weird order. Don't okay. judge me. Harden, Maxi, Tucker. Tobias Harris and Bede. Obviously, none of them are getting cut. Cut and Bede. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Keep going. Bassie and Reed, I guess, maybe could get cut. Springer could maybe get cut. I don't think Shake Milton's getting cut. No. Milton's not getting cut. Nope. I, I'm going to say Thibault's not getting cut as well. You <laughs> trade, maybe. Workmans yes. is probably not getting cut just because he makes $5 million and those are valuable salaries to trade because. Okay. Because even though I think he's worse than I, I'd rather have Isaiah Joe, Isaiah Joe makes less money and that's a less salary you can add into yep. a trade. Anyway, Isaiah Joe is the next guy I had. Daniel House, George Niang, and Trevlin Queen. Queen, can you cut him? Yeah, Queen. I think I think Queen is also. I mean, he's been bad. If he was good in summer league, I think you have to. I think Queen. It's between Queen Joe. and Joe to me. The problem is, I think it's we, they, they might be. They're not wings because Isaiah Joe is so skinny, and I, I want him to be stronger because that's like the one i i know he's just gonna yes. be a three uh, he's gonna be a three-point specialist but he just needs that strength even though he's actually like a pretty good defense player but i need i need doc to see that he can play which i think adding strength is the only way doc will play him yeah he's like honest but yeah but no so, i think out of those guys queen is the I'm, one I'm, yeah. all right I'm, I'm with you on queen but i think isaiah joe would probably be number two and that would be disappointing because like i said i think he's better than cork maz you know Bible could be a head case and just completely gone and i think springer might never be an nba player but but yeah. Isaiah Joe just has limited upside and hasn't shown that much for his age, I guess. Yeah, I think Queen's the one to go out of those guys. A thousand percent, in my opinion. Okay. I am I think I'm with you. I still think the two for one, like I said, Stein said we're not done. This was uh, maybe a week ago that I said that. Uh, you never so, know with Maury. You never know. But you never, well, if uh, one thing you do know is it'll be a former Houston Rocket. It's that a, is a guarantee. Sorry, Gordon. Here we come. <laughs> yeah, which we pretty much can't do as previously mentioned. <laughs> Yeah. Were you glad we missed out on Eric Gordon? That's one thing I guess I like. You, you're you'd rather have Melton than trading. Yeah. Thibel oh my God. And, yeah. And yeah. Green for, the ability to okay. keep those guys. I mean, to have Melton and Thibel here. Yeah. The, the only thing. The only thing I'm saying is maybe Eric Gordon starts, and I, I mean, don't believe Melton will. I haven't looked at Eric Gordon's stats. I'd much but rather have was, Anthony Melton because if this he's, was young, our, he's younger say, and better, I believe. If this was Eric Gordon and this was 2016, oh, okay. Fine. Well, if this was 2016, Eric Gordon's knees might have been torn to shreds, which they still are. But he whatever year that he didn't was play decent. basketball a lot. That's what I'm. Yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying, but that's yeah. kind of my point about Eric Gordon. That's why I'm not interested in him. He's been yeah, so pass, injured. Not, not to be a uh, hypocrite because this is a Sixers podcast, but he's been so injured in the past and is now old. Not yeah. sure he holds up. And I'm I also think that a lot of it. He looks all right. He looks solid on the Rockets, but you have to wonder how much of it is being on the league worst rockets like no one's taking the rockets seriously when they play them anyway now i'm going to use that in the opposite direction when i try to defend Jalen green and be like Jalen green's a future uh, star i know, in I know. Because, I, because i love my boy Jalen green well, as well. yeah I, yeah same with a kept porter i kind of like too but anyway um all right that'll be it malts unless you have any other things you would like to discuss no, we, we covered it summer league will wrap up in the next few weeks and then eventually i guess when's training camp september-ish i believe yeah i mean nothing there. really happens there i'm sure nothing we'll hear b-ball paul Press saying conferences. he added 50 inches to his vertical yeah uh, and he's going to shoot 40 percent from three like he did yeah. the year before but um yeah we'll yeah, get the harder reports hard and drop I, 80 pounds <laughs> well of course we'll do a podcast if anything major happens i don't foresee anything really happening um until yeah. Jaden Springer scores 70 in the next summer league. Oh, game. yeah, it's a lock. Yeah, yeah. I bet that already, so we're good. Right. <laughs> but beyond that, yeah, we, we probably won't be I, – I assume there won't be a podcast in a while. Uh, I might attach draft thoughts to the end of this, but as a mm-hmm. in a solo pod because I'm not going to make you talk about it 
<laughs> um, yeah, anyway, right. uh, that'll be all. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Maltz, for joining me. Absolutely. And you can find me at Will Coffrin on all socials. You can find Maltz at Sixers Mania and Relevant. You want to talk about that for a sec? Go check about Relevant. Uh, it's on the App Store, Relevant app. On Google Play, the App Store, it's a messaging app. You'll see it. We have a Sixers group chat in there as well. Feel free to join. All Sixers fans are welcome. And uh, yeah, follow the Insta. Appreciate other the stuff besides Sixers stuff too. I know, obviously, this is that is true. Podcast, Outside of Sixers, everything something for everyone. A lot of sports on there. A lot of sports. So come talk. Yep. All right. That'll be all. Thank you for listening. Until next time.